Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with David Stanley Crossland, or I'm going to refer to you as the Liege Lord, Defender of the Faith, Sir David Crossland. I was watching, <laughs> I was watching stuff about the Queen, and I learned some words this week. With no actual realization of what they mean. <laughs> Guys, all of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You can use our code THINK for additional savings. Hit me up if you have any questions about any of their flavors, if you want to talk shop about their products. Of course, go to supplementsource.ca for all you people in Canada. You can get great blowout deals there. They constantly have new deals each week, so keep checking them out. And if you are in the UK... Check out Strom Sports Nutrition. You guys probably already know about Strom. They're one of the leaders of health and support supplements. Uh, check them out. Check out Support Max specifically. That's uh, it's one of the best products you can take if you're on cycle, especially. Dave, you're going to the Arnold's this weekend, so we're going to do a little mini show. we got to keep it short. Yeah. And you've just insulted Lucas by assuming that he's in Poland just by his name when he's actually living in Oxford. Oh. Well, I thought he's from Poland, though. We've spoke. Where's Oxford? I, um, England. South. Is he? See, I thought like I thought because we talked and I knew where he was from. I assumed that's where he lived. Like, I'm American, you know. But and I live in America. You're English, and you wear it, and you're wearing the shirt from the seventies. So does that mean you live in the seventies? Dude, it's you live fall. In 2022? It's time it's for fucking awful. It's, it's time hideous. for flannel shirts. And what do the girls drink? Like the uh, the pumpkin frappuccinos. And you, you, all that. You, you can eat your set, fall spread. You, get some pumpkins out. You know, Halloween's you need coming setting up. Setting on fire for wearing that, Dave. I want to talk to you about the Queen stuff. I have some video footage. I have questions. We will get into that, guys. It's important oh. information. It has nothing to do with gear, but you need to know. Uh, but we do have a mini topic today, and we're going to tackle some of your questions. Uh, like I said, Dave, you're going to be you're going to be hanging out, bumping elbows with uh, everybody in bodybuilding at the UK Arnold Classic. Man, are you pumped? No, I'm fucking dreading it. <laughs> you got a lot of work ahead of you, and you have a lot of work after, so we're not going to record yeah. next um, week, uh, but we will have like a little mini episode in its place, because Dave's got to, you're going to do a bunch of lab work there, and then after that, you're going to need to re write reports for all that lab work. You've got a lot of homework to do after the Arnold, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's shaping up to be a busy show. Um we we've had a, a lot of inquiries we have a lot of stuff on we are taking a hell of a lot of stock um vitamin injections tb bbc ivs full range of our ivs obviously blood tests uh we've got zach khan we've got kuba coming down we've got meg sylvester coming down we've got jamie christian mark joyce ifbb pro what about Cuba? Um, and then, yeah, Cuba's there. Cuba's yeah. here. Cool. Uh, we got to get him on the show. By the way, Cuba wants to. He, Cuba. he would love. He would love to come on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Nathan Styles because Nathan Styles is now oh. a pro. You're fucking kidding me! I didn't even know because I don't follow social media. I, we yeah, dude, we were trying to like get it. Nate on the show over and over again, and it just wasn't lining up. Now he competed, and he's a pro. You're kidding me. Yeah, he won his pro card last weekend. Yeah. Hell yeah. Congrats to him. And Guys, Phoebe is missing his going for her pro card at the Arnold's. 
Okay. You guys might remember Big Nathan Styles. We had him on the live podcast and uh he showed it you, you got him to show his legs at the time, which were absolutely peeled and that was like eight weeks out or something. Yeah, yeah. He looked good. Um and he's he's absolutely buzzing about it. So oh, but he, yeah. I think he's in a I think he's in a really good place realistically as well. He knows he's at the bottom of the tree again and he's gotta start working his way back up. Okay. Okay. Well, all right, listen, let's get to our topic, which is um, adding orals in a cut phase, which can be different than adding orals in an off season. You know, um, obviously it's going to be for a different reason. Uh, and, and, and I think it depends, you know, like what your actual goals are. My thought is always though, like, okay, here's what I want to tell you. When I first learned about oral steroids, the thought was always that you used them to basically kickstart your cycle. That was, you know, 15, 20 years ago now. Um, since then, my opinion and my approach on using them is far different. In fact, I don't even I don't even use a lot of oral steroids in my programming nowadays. Um, what about you? How, how how dependent on orals are you when building a cycle? I I like them in the sense that they are a completely separate mechanism for receptor absolutely uh, triggering. Um, because they do the non and genomic and non-genomic receptors in muscle tissue rather than the AR in the cell. Um, but there are there are two ways sword depending on how they affect someone's appetite. I mean, Anadrol I love um, as a compound. AKA but it is uh, oxys. Thank you. But it is <laughs> harsh. It is harsh for a lot of people on their appetite. And at the end of the day, there's no point taking drugs if you can't fucking eat. So it, it just becomes a, a, a pointless exercise. But, um, you know, they, they do add an extra dimension. People are very scared of orals. They're very scared of liver toxicity and, and, and the rest of it. And, and, I mean, in general, your liver will cope quite well. Yes, it, it's going to see elevated enzymes because it's working harder. It's processing the drugs. That's why it's working harder. But... I would, people get very oversensitive, I think, for oral impact on livers. Um, I don't get me wrong, they have to be respected, but they're not going to kill your fucking liver just because you're taking orals for four weeks. I like them at the end of a cycle. We've gone through this quite a few times because of the stress elements and the fact that when they're done, they're then done. You're not trying to get on with the rest of the cycle with, yes. with stresses in place. Um, from a cutting point of view, that appetite suppressant can actually be then a benefit. Hmm. Because obviously the hardest thing to stick to a diet is the fact that you're fucking hungry and you want to eat. Uh, uh, Dave's hungry right now. He was trying to eat Christmas cabbage before the show. I had to stop him. I also had to question him on where his foster dog actually went for real, but we didn't get a solid answer on that. Barbecue. Um, But... uh, <clears throat> so, you know, uh, DHC oral, so your Anavar is uh, particularly useful. It, it has a slightly anti-estrogen effect. There is some controversy over whether it increases T4 to T3 conversion. Hmm. Um, but it does seem to complement and work well in a cut anyway. Obviously, you stay away from D-balls. Anything that's aromatizing when you're trying to diet, it's not a good place to have high estrogen. Yeah. Opposingly, they they are. It's very nice to have ice if you can tolerate it when you're trying to grow. Um, so they have a place. There was, I think it's dying now, but there was very often a trend to run into comp on orals only. 
Mm. For the simple reason that you weren't going to have the risk of seeing injection sites on stage. And I judged the Welsh on Saturday and oh, really? I was actually shocked, shocked to see the number of guys that had very obvious injection sites swellings on stage. The Welsh? It was... The, uh, so it was the Fitex Welsh Championships. CSA I didn't even... Okay, no kidding. Um, and... Uh, so apparently I have to stay, you have to stay away from D-Bell's fuck off Dave. <laughs> okay. I said staying away from D-Bell's in a court. Ooh, that was some pretty harsh words. Like it really was. harsh uh, words. Somebody, but I like him. either upset or, or hasn't listened. Um, you used to tell me so, to fuck off uh, all the time. You're literally I just getting a taste of your own medicine. Basically, you, me. you asked for this. I think he's your friend. No. I think he's messing with you. Um, it don't matter if he's not, mate. He's welcome to his opinion. I don't get offended by it. Um, but no. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And there was a, quite a lot of guys on stage with uh, lumps and bumps. No uh, kidding. Very man. obvious lumps and bumps and all. So, so they, you know, that seems to not be as popular running in our orals and dropping injectables. But they're, they're handy. Obviously, Winstrol. Antiprogestenic, it's going to help with water going into a show. It's going to make you that a little bit harder and drier. Um, Superdrol, another one, great for fullness. Um, Oxys, if you're really lean, great for fullness. So, you know, orals do have a very good place in a cup, particularly pre-show. If you're going for a show, then then definitely. Um, So, yeah, we we get on this a lot. And, you know, it's... Steroids, I look at them as a toolbox of tools which have various jobs and roles to play, and it's just about picking the right drug for the right tool. Yeah, like I said, I, I've seen so know, many I times where. I wouldn't use, go ahead. Sorry, like I said, I wouldn't use D ball in a cut because of its its conversion to estrogen, but it's a nice drug in a bulk. Yeah, for the same for the same exact reason, you know. Yeah, I've seen. I, I think one of the like steroid cutting 101 mistakes i've seen people make is that they number one we have to remember the oral steroids are not there to get you leaner you know they're going to give you a, in most cases it's going to give us a, a better cosmetic effect in some way or another like dave you mentioned superdrol or anadrol to help with fullness we could use something like winstrol i'd say is a real common one usually easy to get a hold of usually always more cost effective than than say anavar and i think that winstrel gives you incredible additional cosmetic dryness i found that you know one of the steroid 101 mistakes people make is they say okay i'm doing a cut cycle i'm going to need of course test as my base and i'm going to need you know a couple injectables maybe they're going to use some trend and i'm going to use winstrel and then they think to themselves okay you know, here's the way the cycle goes. 12 week long, week one through 12 test. I'm going to do this with the trend. And then weeks one through six, winstrel. Now, all you're going to do is take that winstrel while you're at your fattest. As you continue to diet down, then you stop taking the winstrel. And then you've got six weeks left in the diet before you're finished with it. You would have been much better off to run that winstrel that second six weeks, the last part mm-hmm. of it. And that's mainly what you're going to see in bodybuilding competition you know any division for males is going to be you know using winstrel toward the end and then possibly 
even stacking into it another oral for a, a, a real abbreviated period of time, be it Halo, be it Super Draw, be it Anna Draw. But my thought would be, you know, for a lot of the guys that I work with, it might be like a 16-week cycle where we start with test, we work with fat burners as needed. Then in the last eight weeks, we might add some trend, add some master on, and then toward the very end, icing on the cake, that's where the oral is going to come in. You know, maybe the last four weeks then, we add Winstrel. If we weren't using any other, I've had situations where we're not using any other cutting agents. It's just testosterone. When I say, I should say cutting steroids. Maybe we're using Clen or whatever, ECA, T5 as you call it. We might use Winstrel for a little bit longer then. If it's like a test only cycle with Winstrel added to that, we might use Winstrel uh, toward the end for the last eight weeks. I found that dosing it in a progressive way is... It, Here's my issue. I found in most cases, you can handle six weeks of Winstrel before you get joint issues. Of course, that's not across the board. Some people are going to get joint mm -hmm. issues. They're going to dry their joints out more quickly. Uh, but I found that uh, if you if you tend to taper it, like if we were to do eight weeks, my best eight-week taper was I started at like 30 milligrams of Winstrel, and I ran that for just like two weeks. And then I went to 50 milligrams of Winstrel. And then I went to 60 and I, I slowly kept bumping it up as I got closer to the end of the cut. And it, it worked really well for me. Did I really need to bump it up? Probably not. You know, I think that 50 milligrams of Winstrel is going to be absolutely plenty. You could try to get away with less. I've seen in competition, it not it's not uncommon to see people running 100 toward the end. I don't suggest that. And keep in mind that if you are using other cutting compounds, you've got a lot of things going on that are helping with that condition, that dryness, that <laughs> hardness. So if it's in combo with, say, Master on and Trend, which it probably is if you're doing a show, uh, then you probably don't need to slam a ton of Winstrel on top of that. I, I'm i not a fan on the cutting compound side of anabolics because basically I don't really feel that any of them can regards as cutting agents yeah it's more of a cosmetic effect mm. you know it really so like with, with, it, with the case of winstrel obviously it lowers progesterone it's anti-estrogenic as well it, so as a result um you're drier you're going to hold less water yeah um and like you said you're not going to get that effect when you're 12 14 weeks out unless you're already super lean because your body fat levels are too high and you are wasting that effect of the drug which is one of the reasons we take the drug for that effect and so it goes back again you know once you know compounds and how they work and what they do then you can pick them for the right job yeah yeah and that um, effect you got in that first six weeks if you took the winstrel then you're not going to have that it's not going to hang on you're not going to still have that look it's a temporary cosmetic look you're not going to hold that well, look six weeks later you're not even going to see it, are you? I mean, you're going to see yeah. no benefit from the Winstrel in that sense at all. You probably Whereas, feel you know, you, like your muscles would pump yeah. harder, you know, but it's not going to, yeah, it's not going to translate. So you're much better, you know, saving it for when you're going to get the most benefit out of it, like you say, which is the, the last weeks running into the show. Yeah. Anything else we should add there? What about what about females? You know, female for some females, that's literally going to be it is an oral only during a cut. For some females, yeah. it's going to be a very small dose of something like Anivar, something like Winstrel, depending on where they're at. That may be all they use. We don't always address the female side. And I know we do have a big female listenership. I think that for, say, entry level 
Um, I, I would personally suggest Anivar. I've heard some, I've heard uh, Victoria was telling me that there's some people out there that are saying that um, women shouldn't run Anivar now. That they're they're saying that uh, that that hormonally, then it's not going to be in your best interest that you should run tests instead. I don't know if that's a smart idea, honestly. I mean, there, it's an option. I don't know. I'm seeing over here a big move towards fem tests. Um, a lot of lasses now that are taking a very low dose of test, pretty yeah. much year round, um, and they're they're running figures sort of. Just uh, above to sort of double natural range, so so up to sort of three n more. Some are running pushing it up to about five. But I mu- I have noticed now. I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Yeah, we talked about that this. These, these girls seem to be having very good progression, but obviously there are other drugs involved in their cycles and their training and diet. So you know, he can't. I can't say it's purely down to this long term higher test run. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm seeing testing women at very low doses much much more common over here now. Yeah. Um, at this point, I'm not sure. I think it's too early days, uh, but it does seem to be quite impressive, and it does seem to be very well tolerated at the moment. Anyway, I'm, I've only seen twelve months, eighteen months of data on it. So uh, yeah, yeah, Victoria would have some stuff to say if we could get her on here at some point. Oh, no, I'm sure. I, and I'm I think sure. her issue is the the balance between test and estrogen. Um, that there's there's some issues that can arise there. Well, Which, you know, the, the, years ago we would have just the, said like women should never take any test. So mm, it's definitely. An I evolution. mean, the the other thing obviously is I'm seeing a large number of women that are effectively postmenopause. Yes. Yeah. So I think. Long-term shutdown is a much bigger concern for women than we we previously thought, uh, and it's becoming more and more common. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of factors to that too—not just the gear, but the diet. You know, diet, putting them into diet, like that premenopausal state. Very much the diet. Um, the difference is when you see either a diet-induced or a gear-induced premenopause is when you look at the bloods. In a postmenopausal woman, you'll see FSH and LH elevated; they'll be very high. Okay. 50s, 60s plus. When it's done off drugs or diet, FSH and LH don't elevate. So you still have the same low hormones, but you don't have FSH and LH pumping really high to try and correct that. Hmm. Because they have, they have been shut down in the same way as a man gets shut down from cycle. I have um, to get Victoria on because I'm sure she would love to get into that with us. Mm, it could be a good one, that. All right. Well, listen, let's let's move on then because I know we want to try to get a couple questions and we got to keep this one short because you're getting ready for the Arnolds. I'll see what we've got here because there's a there's a bunch of stuff. We probably won't be able to get through everything, guys. Um, there was this question about uh, glutathione and I figured you would probably be a good person for that. Do you guys offer glutathione um, through eval? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah, we do a lot of it. Um, I've I've got fucking boxes and boxes of this stuff. <laughs> By the way, guys, uh, if you're watching this live and you're in the UK and you're going to the Arnold, be sure to check out Dave. You can get your. I, I have a client that's getting his labs done this weekend at the Arnold's. I mean, that's that's fantastic, man. It'd be like save you a trip, and plus, you know, yeah, it'd just be a good idea. So uh, anyway, Rusty says, uh, "Awesome to see vigorous Steve on the podcast." Question for the next episode: How much glutathione? Would you IM per week, and would you do multiple injections or a single bolus dose? Uh, 
not a fan of I am. Um, I feel that it translates to very little effectiveness, um, and a lot of the glue gets lost in the process. Hmm. IV would be my primary. Um, obviously, IV injection is a risky one. Um, it makes things a little bit more awkward. Hmm. But IV would be my primary. Uh, and actually, I'd probably go for oral administration, like a liposomal or an acetyl over um, um, an IM injection of glutathione. Regards, dosing-wise, if you're going to do it IM, you would, I would say you'd need several shots a week. Okay. What's an Regards oral dose actual, on glutathione? I can't remember off the top of my head. I've used liposomal it's, glutathione, but I can't remember what the dose was. It fucking stinks, doesn't it? Uh, it was in a capsule. I didn't. I didn't notice it. No, right. The, the liquid. The liquid stinks of sulfur. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. But, I use the pure encapsulations, and it is dosed at. Where is this? I have to flip the bottle over. Uh, it says 200 milligrams of uh, Cetria, S-E-T-R-E-A. Well, it's a well, registered trademark right. of glutathione. Let's, let's put this into a sort of context here. Yeah. So a glutathione IV is going to be 1,200 to 2,400 milligrams. Okay. And, and that's going to be weekly. Okay. So you're, I would suspect that you're going to need 400 plus orally daily. And if you're doing an IM injection, you're probably in the range of a 1200 milligram injection three, three times a week, four times a week. Wow. Um, I've heard it's, I am, I heard it's a very painful shot. I can, I can believe that. Yeah, I can believe that. I'm Um, looking at amino asylum. I don't see a specific, glutathione product they have this gac extreme that has glutathione agmatine arginine um and carnitine and uh it looks like acetyl l-carnitine all together but it's not oh wow they also have a nasal spray glutathione huh i never heard of that that. no i haven't check out amino asylum use my code think you can get additional savings support the programming I, I've never heard of that either. I've heard of nasal spray BPC. Uh, I was thinking about trying that myself. Okay. Why? Um, for basically systemic inflammation. And and I could get into it, but for it might make some sense for some of the stuff I've I've dealt with since I had gotten sick a couple of years ago. But uh, what about t- wouldn't wouldn't okay, I would have thought T B would have been better for that. I'm a little leery of T B. After seeing the some of the research pointing to cancer, which yeah, I don't know, you know, I don't. All this stuff mm-hmm. with research. Once it says cancer, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to be the guinea pig. Yeah, 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 I get you on that <laughs> one. Uh, anyway, yeah, we'll see what else we got here. We got a, we have a bunch. Like I said, guys, we won't, probably won't be able to get to all of them. We'll try to squeeze in two more here. And then I have a very important political question to ask Dave. I have a few political questions about big fuzzy hats. Um, Ryan says, question for the next podcast, lads. Do you think every time you cut uh, loose fat from different areas, first, e.g., 
my last shirt, I felt my stomach got leaner. I think he means cut. Uh, quicker. Okay, so he's saying that his stomach got leaner quicker. However, this time I feel that my lower abs are the last area to go, dropping calories down to 1,800 calories uh, per day now. Love the show. Uh, I could speak on this to an extent. Go on then. Well, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the question. He's, so he's talking about, okay, we all have different trouble areas, right? So I'll start with yeah, that. Yeah, I get that. And, and he's, he's saying that his, his trouble area has changed since his last cut. And I think that that can happen, you know. I, here's been a thought of mine. Let's say that somebody had a hormonal disposition to store more back fat, okay? Like really high cortisol or something. And then they get lean and that hormonal disposition changes for whatever reason. Uh, would you then, you know, change the way you stored fat? It's possible. Just like if you if you were to have really high estrogen and you tend to store more fat in your chest, uh, and then you know you get that estrogen under control after you've gotten really lean, will you still store fat in your chest the same? I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think so. I can see how body fat distribution can change over time, and every diet is going to be different. It is odd because I do feel like if you have say a fat lower back. You're pretty much stuck with that all your life, but you know, could it change? Possibly. I think there's potential for for changes, particularly depending on how you've run your off season. Mm, yeah. Uh, from from a hormonal point of view, um, I have your estrogen run a lot higher this time than previous times. It's going to change how your fat is deposited, which then could have an impact of how you you would lose that fat at a later date. Also, activity of the area concerned as well, because obviously fat tends to cling to inactive muscles much stronger than it would to an active muscle. So though you can't spot reduce by working by doing core work, it will allow for that fat to be more readily metabolized than it would be if you weren't doing any core work. Because huh. the muscle below is not active. Um, so yeah, there's a potential there, I suspect... Uh, but like you said, in most people I've seen, I've, I've generally, it's always the same, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I carry huge amounts of fat full stop, but I do particularly carry fat on my back. Okay. And that's always been like that. Always. It, it's, you know, I, I can get into... Okay, I'm not going to say lean because I don't think I've ever really been lean, but I, I could get into okay condition from the front, but I will still have a fat back. Okay. And that's common. Uh, you know, that's real common. Usually I, I see guys are going to be a few, several weeks ahead from the front. And you can see that too when, when somebody posts their pictures at their competition and they only post the front pictures. I always wonder, well, what did you look like from behind? Because that low back, those glutes, you know, those are the last thing, areas to come in for most people. Well, it's it's a common mistake, isn't it, when you're competing, that you you look at your best body parts as your guide to condition, when what you should be doing is looking at your worst body parts, because once they're in, then you know you're properly late. Yeah. Oh, man. Dan said, uh, gents, I got laid off today. I'm sorry to hear that. He's, he's one of our longtime uh, followers here. He says, is Christmas Cabbage hiring for his import-export business? 
Does he have an import-export business I don't know about? I don't know what the fuck he does. He's a, he's a sly, crafty fucker, mate, honestly. I don't, try, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't trust the little green turd at all. He's right in front of you, Dave. You should... I know, but... And, well, he can hear it, I know, because he started off spot on. You know what I mean? Nice, innocent, young cabbage. And and he's got shadier as the show's gone on and his popularity has increased. He came it to really America, has. did a little time. He, yeah, it's... <laughs> He's he's definitely you know I am a little bit concerned. I'm, I'm thinking he may need some you know discipline. When we do the yeah, uh, I'm talking to you, you big green ball. When we do the T-shirt, maybe we should have it say like Thug Life, <laughs> something like that. Oh, Jason glasses joint hanging out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, I'm going to take a brief pause to shout out our advertisers. I'm going to try to make this quick, but keep in mind they're responsible for helping us to put these shows out. If you guys want to support our programming, of course you can do so through Patreon and thank you to everybody who supports the show through Patreon. I will have links to that below as well as to all of our advertisers. If you shop with our advertisers, you'll get great products, products that I stand behind and you'll also be supporting our programming. First of all, check out truenutrition.com if you're in the U.S. I use their hydrolyzed beef collagen every day and I use their citrulline malate, beta alanine, and EAA on days that I train. They have high quality protein powders and tons of flavors. Hit me up if you have any questions. Use our code THINK over there. You'll get some additional savings, plus you'll support our programming, and you'll get some high quality third-party tested supplements. If you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They have blowout deals on top name brand supplements. Uh, they constantly have different things happening, so be sure to go to their site and check them out. I recently saw Carbolin for like 30 bucks off. I mean, you really can't beat those prices. Plus, they have free shipping over $99. If you're in the UK, then you probably already know about Strom Sports. They're one of the leader in health supplements in the United Kingdom. Strom Sports Nutrition has standalone supplements like NAC and Tutka, and they have finished blends like Support Max, a high-quality, well-priced on-cycle support stat. I've links below to everything. Thanks for watching. Thanks for your support. Uh, Jason says, <coughs> excellent collaboration, guys. Thanks. My question is, I have been training five days a week for a while, and everything is going great. Recently, I have been lethargic, but haven't changed anything. Is there any stims that won't compromise my heart health and keep me alert during the day? I have two bottles of MK677 and can't use them because I need a sleep uh, during the day. I need to ask him, Is he has he been on cycle? Is he currently using? Because yeah. that would suggest to me that he's possibly got thick blood. I would 100% agree. Yeah. That would be where I'd be going with that one. We always um, look for the Band-Aid, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think it could possibly be an issue with thick blood. Or if he's gained because he's having such a good series, then it could be the weight gain and he might have to look at putting a bit of cardio in. I could see that. Um, that could possibly help him as well. But, uh, yeah, we need to know if you're on cycle, mate. And that's so where that you've talked end. about not just, like, slow, steady state walking at two miles an hour. You're talking about some intense cardio, couple couple sessions, right, to mm, really yeah. push it hard and, and improve your cardio health. Mm, yeah, very much so. Um, I've, I've never I've yet to do it with anyone where it's had a negative impact on their progress and it hasn't benefited them both in their training, their recovery, and their condition and growth. Sleep apnea. There's another factor, you know. If he's especially yep. if he's getting heavier, 
You, you know, do you snore? That would be a question. Do you snore? If you're, does your significant other complain about you know your your sleep habits, how much noise you make? Uh, the heavier we get, the more weight that is on our chest. The thicker our necks get, the uh, the the airway closes down. It was funny, man. When I looked at when I went to do my heart testing, the cardiologist took a look at me and he was like, "You got a CPAP." And I was like, yeah. He was like, good, because I can tell you have sleep apnea just by looking at your throat. He looked at my throat, and he was like, yeah, you don't have any space in there. I'm not even, dude, I'm not even big anymore. And he still said, like, I can just tell by looking at you, you know? He was like, I look at your throat. He says there's, like, no room. And he's like, the bigger you get, the less room there is. So, no, that's, that's a man that knows his shit, then, by the sounds of it. Yeah. So I'll look into that as well. Um, all right, that was quick, so we'll do one more, and then I'm going to ask Dave about the, st- the question that I had. Uh, here we go. Uh, great show, as always. Um, question for the next podcast. Best way to implement Antivarna Cut? Guess what? We already talked about that. Um, what is the best way to get legit GH in the UK? <laughs> My GP won't prescribe that. it to me. Uh, Dave... You can reach out to Christmas Cabbage. <laughs> we yeah, have a feeling he knows. It's Expo business. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, right. they don't do they don't do uh, like replacement there, do they? No, they don't. Um, you're not going to get a script of your GP for GH, and I would be very wary of Pharma GH in the UK. Um, it is rare I have seen a genuine article unless you're very friendly with a dwarf who has a legit script for it, then I would actually, and I probably might be a bit surprised I'm saying this, but I would actually be going down a generic route. Yeah. Yeah. If you could find a high-quality generic that's dependable and consistent, at least you know what it is, right? I... I was speaking, so actually it wasn't that long ago, I think I might have mentioned it on the show, uh, a lot had gone to Turkey um, for a fertility treatment, had actually gone for a legit hospital prescription, he had gone to the pharmacy, the doctor hospital told him to go to, it was all part of a private fertility treatment he'd paid for him and his wife, and they were they were using GH in the fertility treatment. Oh, no kidding. So he picked up, he got this prescription from the hospital, he went to the pharmacist, the hospital said, Got the GH, brought it back. He rang me and said, I'm a bit worried about this GH. It was Lily. So I ran Andy, who runs Lily's investigation team. Andy ran the numbers for me, and it all came back as bag of shit. Wait, he and got it from the hospital? Yeah, We never talked about this on the show. This happened recently? No, uh, last couple of months at least. Anyway. You never told me about this. So he bought Oh, sorry, I thought I had. Holy so he, shit. he got... So this isn't a case of he's gone to a dodgy pharmacist in Turkey right. who has a little catalog catalog on the side where you can flick through and buy your steroids, which they have deliberately put there to fuck over British tourists. No, he he went for a legit treatment. Um, it's much more common in the UK now to go into Europe to get medical treatment. So a lot of guys go to Turkey for the teeth doing and various yep. other cosmetic procedures. Yeah. Uh, and like I say, he got legit from the hospital. Uh, went to the pharmacist, the hospital recommended, uh, and it was all dodgy as fuck. And oh, um, I was talking to Andy about it, and he was like, yeah, it's all... He says, as yet, 
he has never seen now bear in mind he doesn't see every lily pen that's sold in the uk right but he has never had an investigation where a legit lily pen has been sold on the black market and he's investigated they've always been counterfeit you had mentioned that to me before and that's eye-opening yeah, he's uh, actually said no. There was one case. Sorry, I do. I correct. There was one case where some uh, twelve IUs have been relabeled as thirty-six IU pens. <laughs> hey, but he said, apart from that, he said always been fake, always. Uh, and it was it was that that started to put me off buying legit. Yeah, you know, running a source legit farmer. Yeah, I feel the same um, way a lot of times about uh, steroids as well. You know, yeah. like there's so many, like people think they've got legit stuff. I think I have some, had some fake amps and I only bought like five of them, I think, or 10 of them. And it came in a box and I, I, I bought some, a client of mine bought some, he ran it as TRT. And after months, he was feeling like shit. He got his labs or lab work done. Uh, I'd be curious to know if those uh, in the, in his labs were low. So I, it happens, man, you know, but a, a good oh, solid yeah. UGL that you trust I mean, it doesn't mean it's perfect, right? But oh, Ansonum used to be my go-to for GH. If I was going to buy a GH, I'd buy Ansonum. Yeah, uh, which, which is Chinese farmer, and it was always legit shit. It was always very good value for money. And now they stopped selling twats. They won't sell outside of China anymore. Wow. Okay. And and they used to ship it left, right, center. They didn't give a shit. Now it's like, no, can't do it. Won't do huh. it. Need a prescription. Which so someone stepped on their toes quite heavily, obviously. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, listen, uh, guys, we have to keep this show short because Dave is going to the Arnold, and we want to try yeah. to record two mini episodes instead, so we still have something to come out the week after the Arnold because Dave's going to be very, very busy. I do want to end the show today, though, with uh, some questions because I have a lot of questions. Dave, here's a video uh, that came out recently I, on YouTube. It's got like over six. Help billion I, views i can't help with those questions scott that that really is you need to speak to somebody else about <laughs> a those professional things, right <laughs> a very big professional yeah that shit's let <laughs> turn this down charles philip arthur george is now by the death of our late sovereign of happy memory late sovereign of happy memory lawful and rightful liege lord charles the third by the grace of God. He said Leeds Lord. I haven't got a fucking clue what that means. I, I just wanted to, I was blown away by this. Victoria and I watched this together. So rest in peace, the queen had died. And now we have, or you have, a new king. Uh, how do you That's feel correct. about that? How do you feel about having a new king in your country? He, you know what? There's there's a, there's a lot of, as it seems to be with everything these days, there seems to be a lot of polar opposites, opinion-wise. Oh, God, and everything. I'm, my wife, ex-military, I come from a military family, so the, the military are very supportive of the royal family, and, and, and they are quite royalist. It's, you know, she is their commander-in-chief. Yeah. Um, I, I have nothing against the Queen. I have the utmost respect for what she did. She was very much a hard work. A lot of people say, oh, the royals just sit there, they fucking take money out of the country, they don't do anything for it. And it's far from the truth. They actually, I wouldn't want to be a royal 
at all. In fact, I would rather be poor than than be a member of the royal family because you very much your life is not yours. You are, in a way, a slave to what you do. Um, yeah, there's lots of privilege. Yeah, there's lots of money. But there's also lots of work. Uh, and that woman was 90-whatever and literally on her last legs and, and still working, you know, and still doing public attendances and still doing this, that, and the other. I mean, she she had a meeting with the new prime minister two days before she died and was obviously receiving medical treatment because there was a huge bruise on the back of her hand where an IV had been. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I, I respect the fact that she's passed like it would with anyone's passing. I bear yeah. her no ill will. Um, but I, the Royal family, particularly now is probably much more of a figurehead and a tourist thing and, and just steeped in tradition, which is nice. Yeah. Than, than than anything else, well, you know. I I, I have no offence. You know, I'm not offended by them. I'm not against them, but okay. I'm not bothered either way. Well, I have one question for you, and it's about these hats. Uh, what 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 do you call these guys? First of all, are these like the Queen's Royal Guard? Is that what you? I you know what I believe they're the Grenadier Guards is the actual rev, 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 regiment. Okay. Now, why? What do you know? What the story is on these hats? Because I'm like, they can't even see. They literally, <clears throat> those hats go over their eyes, and the chin straps basically come to their lip. They don't even go under their I, chin. Now, my strap. understanding is they are bearskin. That is genuine oh. black. That is genuine black bear. I believe. Um, someone will no doubt correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I believe those hats are incredibly expensive to produce. Um, I don't know the significance of them, though. I, hmm. I really don't know why, but the, they are... They they do conduct Royal Guard duty. Um, they do guard Buckingham Palace. There's a changing of the guard on a daily basis. Uh, twice a day, it might be, actually. And they... Um, there's been videos of them sort of walking through and over tourists who have got in the way because they, oh. they don't deviate. They do what they do, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's always been a bit of that they stand on guard duty in a box outside Buckingham Palace and they're not allowed to smile or move or do shit. Yeah. Well. But to be, to be, I believe that um, – I'm saying but I believe a lot because I really don't know that much about this <laughs> shit. But, uh, well, this is where we need your wife. Um, she would have a lot more info, yeah, info than you do, I bet. Pro prob probably, yeah. But um, I, I think they only serve – or they don't serve longer than two years on, on royal household duties. And uh, it's classed as a massive military honor to be part of that. Okay. All right. Well, listen, uh, I just had to ask you a couple questions. I know we're, we're drugs and stuff, but this is some stuff. And I saw this. We watched this. I was blown away, and I wanted to talk about it for a minute with you and discuss uh, your feelings on the uh, I, I suspect there will be people watching this that have far, far much more knowledge I'm of sure. than I do, mate. <laughs> if, you, if you know why they wear the hats and like what the story is of those hats, please comment below. And with that said, guys, uh, head out to, well, when this comes out, 
uh, the Arnold will have already happened. But, you know, if you're watching this live, head on out, visit Dave, say hi to him, uh, visit Ron, Dusty. They're both going to be out there. And I hope everybody has a fantastic time. Uh, definitely best of luck to Jamie the Giant. He's going to be competing at the Arnold. So should be pretty bad. Cuba's competing. Cuba's competing. Cuba's competing. Meg's, yeah. Uh, Jamie's competing. So good luck to all of those. Hell yeah. Uh, we have eval cupcakes for all customers, and we have a slushy machine with strawberry daiquiri and Vimto. Vimto? What's that? It's a mixed fruit drink over here. you never heard of Vimto? Oh, never. you've not lived, mate. Never. All right, guys. Well, with all that said, uh, check out eval. You get your blood work over there evalbloodanalysis.com go to truenutrition.com for people in the u.s use our code think to get some additional savings go to supplementsource.ca get some blowout deals if you're in canada fast shipping too free shipping over 99 dollars and go to strom sports nutrition for all your health needs in the united kingdom guys we'll see you soon 